All right, spatulas. We are back. It's good to be back. Um, great draft. Just phenomenal to be back with the boys in a fantasy football setting. We have nailed down our punishment, the bus. Uh, I'm going to be putting two people on bus watch this episode. So, uh, I don't know if you know who you are, but you probably should, based on what transpired at the draft and last season. Um, I think it was a successful draft. I mean, we did the sleeper thing. I think it went well. There obviously weren't any keeper blunders because there couldn't be. So, you're welcome, Trevor Lighting. You're welcome, uh, John Estadillo who have had checkered pass with uh, keeperless. And, um, hey, I mean, I think it was was a little long. Shout out John. Uh, But all in all, I think it was a good draft. Uh, I went through the teams. I'm going to get to draft grades later. I think, you know, all in all, I think I I don't see a team that really stands out as being just god awful I think you know for the most part people people drafted well it wasn't exactly chalk but uh, you know I don't think anyone made any any grave mistakes we had some a little string of quarterbacks there for a while um, I think in the fourth round where four were taken right in a row but hey all in all good day good draft and let's get to the to the, to the meat and potatoes of the episode. First thing I'm going to do, and like I said, I'll get to draft grades later, but the first thing I'm going to do is 2020 freezing cold takes in the league. Like we all know, there were some interviews last season of, I think, everybody but Will. I think the Will interview fell through, um, so we'll try and get him first this season. But I think I interviewed every other person in the league. And um, so, you know, as that comes, there will be some cold takes from people, you know, Um, as you ask questions throughout the year, as you try and get predictions. uh, People will make statements that maybe they regret. So I have a pretty long list here of freezing cold takes from last season. And I, I hate to, to pound on him and, and harp, harp on him, but uh, I'm going to start with Jesse Tenney because he has the longest list of cold takes from his interview, which was honestly a phenomenal interview. Um, he was very bold, which I liked. You know, some people like Osh kind of gave the, hey, I'm going to take it week by week. Um, I don't want to say anything that I'll regret. Um, but Jesse put it all out there. And in doing so, he had some pretty good quotes. The first one being, I guarantee you, I will not lose this league this year. And I will take bets on that. And as we all know, he lost the league. Um, we, I, I guess we should have taken bets on it. But these are direct quotes from people um, during last year's interviews. The second cold take from Jesse Tenney, which 
I think it maybe gets less cold as I go down as I'm reading these. The first one, guarantee that I will not lose this league. Uh, the second one is, I think I've got a pretty good team. Um, he went one and whatever. I don't know, one and 12 maybe in the regular season. I don't know what, what it ended up being. I think it was one and 12. So um, pretty good team, I would say no. Third freezing cold take from Jesse Tenney. A playoff run is not out of the question. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I don't really have anything else to say about that. Um, it was uh, it was 100% out of the question. I think at this point when I interviewed Jesse, he was like one and four maybe. I think he had just beat Nate and he was kind of just reeling off of the victory. Um, and I have my own freezing cold takes about Jesse's team, but a playoff run is not out of the question. And last but definitely not least is we've always had fraud loaf, but this year it's fraud osh. Um, that came straight from the mouth of Jesse Tenney and Osh ended up winning the league. So, uh, yeah, I, and like I said, I have my own my own cold takes about Osh as well. Next, uh, Trevor Lighting had a cold take, and this was actually during John's interview that Lighting came in and just started going off, and this was right before the playoffs, and this is direct quote. Z-Tech, bodied. Don't care who I play next, bodied. Championship, bodied. You heard it here first. I'm winning the whole thing. Nothing more needs to be said. Uh, and as we all know, Trevor lost in the first round to Z-Tech, and he bodied absolutely no one. So, Trevor Lighting, freezing cold take. Uh, next one is John, and this is just kind of it's just kind of there. It's not, it, it's nothing crazy. Uh, he just said, Osh's team is just yuck. And as we know, Osh won the league. Uh, Osh had one freezing cold take. And I, I really tried to get him to make a prediction. And so he finally did it at the end of the episode. And he said, here's my prediction. I'll make sure Trevor Lighting doesn't make the playoffs after this week. Uh, he, he was playing Lighting the final week of the regular season. If Osh won, Lighting was out. If Lighting won, he was in. And Lighting beat Osh. So Osh did not make sure that Trevor Lighting doesn't make the playoffs. Uh, next one is Nate. And <laughs> Nate said, prior to losing in the semifinals, it was the week of the semifinals, he said, I don't believe in no pod curse. And then he proceeded to lose um, and just absolutely solidified the pod curse. Um, and now is my freezing cold takes, and there were plenty. Uh, I had the most mic time, so naturally I think I, I was going to have the most cold takes. Uh, the first one being putting Aaron Oshner on fraud watch. Um, actually putting Loaf and Osh on Fraud Watch. Um, they were on Fraud Watch for a while. I pretty much the whole season had them on Fraud Watch. I came up with the nickname Frosh for uh, Aaron, and he ended up winning the league. 
I called low fraud on many occasions. He ended up getting second in the league, uh, losing in the championship. And so I was wrong, hand up. Uh, Neither of them were frauds. They both made the championship. And there you have it. Uh, The first body watch of the season was Jesse and Osh. So that's a good and a bad. It's a hot take and a cold take. I had Jesse on the first body watch. He ended up taking the body shoot. So incredible prediction. Um, On the other hand, I had Osh on the body watch. I thought his draft was terrible. I said that. And I put him on body watch week one, right out of the gate. And then I proceeded to call him Frosh the rest of the season, and he won. So not great. Um, I th- that's that's it for my list. I think there had to have been more. But the very last one, and it's not a cold take, and that's why I have it as the last one, there's kind of a caveat. But Sammy Zetek said, it would take an act of God for this team not to hit over nine and a half wins. And I'm saying this because Sammy ended up getting 10 wins Um, He had the easiest schedule of all time to end the season. And I said, over under, I think he was six and three at the time. I said, over under nine and a half. And he said it would take an act of God not to get it. And his 10th win, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was against Lighting in the playoffs. And it was the Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb game where Lighting had it in the bag. And then Kareem Hunt goes off for like 30 points. And Chubb doesn't do much. And. Sammy beat Lighting for his 10th win of the season. So I don't know if that would be considered an act of God, but that's how he got his 10th win. So it's not a cold take, but it was damn close. Um, so that was it. Uh, and I, in the, in the, just in the uh, art of keeping things transparent. I'm going to go through last year's draft grades before I go through this year's just because I think it's important to have transparency. Um, Last year's draft grades, I gave Will an A. Uh, Will ended up ninth. So, bad take. Um, I I actually called it Will's, uh, what did I say? It was like Will's algorithm I think I said because he auto drafted and I said it was an A I thought it was rock star draft uh, obviously CMC went down but bad take I gave Jacob an A minus uh, Jacob missed the playoffs so I gave him the third highest uh, draft grade and he missed the playoffs uh, Esto I gave an A Uh, So he got the second highest draft grade or or tied for the highest draft grade. And he he was fine. He finished fifth, I think. And so uh, not great draft grade by me, I suppose. I gave Sammy a B plus. And Sammy finished, you know, he ended up losing in the semis. So that one was, you know, the fourth best draft grade. He finished basically fourth right on I gave myself a B and I finished eighth not great uh I thought I had a decent draft it didn't obviously turn out that way Saquon got hurt Eckler got hurt fine with it um 
Nate and Jesse, I gave B minuses. And so Nate obviously lost in the semis. He had a phenomenal year. So that was kind of a cold take on me. Jesse obviously did what he did. I gave Osh a C plus, and Osh won the league. I uh, gave him the second worst draft grade. Thought it was terrible. And he gave me the middle finger right in my grill. Uh, and then last but definitely not least, Trev. I gave him a D. And out of the gate, that actually looked like a pretty good draft grade. He ended up making a ton of moves throughout the year, which is why he was only left with Justin Tucker as a kicker. Um, made a ton of moves. Give him credit. He came up from the, the depths of hell. Uh, after the keeper blunder, after just what I thought was a terrible draft, he had Stinky Terry in his RB2 slot. I mean, it was an utter disaster. And he turned it around. So the D draft grade, I think it was warranted at the time, but ended up being, you know, he got sixth, ended up being probably a, a bad take. So on to this year's draft grades. Um... Like I said, it was a good draft. And I'm just going to go down the line, pick by pick, basically, 1 through 10, um, starting with Loaf, who had the number one overall pick. And I'm going to give Loaf an A. It was just a solid draft by Loaf. I thought it was really good. Uh, he has a stable of running backs, headlined by CMC, Clydesdale, just a stable of horses. Uh, Joe Mixon fell to him, which I thought was kind of surprising. So he starts the draft off with three running backs, knowing that McLaurin was his keeper. And I thought Loaf, you know, just, just, yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought the guy crushed it. Being by himself alone in a room probably helped. Um, but overall, very good draft. Osh. I'm going to go B- minus for Osh. And I, I ragged on him last year on the draft pod too. But I just thought Osh was out of rhythm. He didn't do a ton of prep. He got a couple picks stolen from underneath him. Um, he started fast, but finished with a lot of just low upside picks, I thought. Um, obviously, Mahomes as the keeper was good. And... The caveat I'll say with Osh is that as long as the four stay healthy, Mahomes, Waller, Dalvin, and Keenan Allen are going to give him enough. It was kind of like last year where Devontae, Mahomes, like he had a lot of guys that just gave him enough on a weekly basis. Um, so he's going to hold his head above water, but I just don't think he has enough juice after those four. Uh, a lot of running back questions after Dalvin. Uh, you know, maybe a Javante Williams or something will turn out to be a really good pick, but I just don't love it. So B minus. Sammy Zetek. C plus. Uh, I don't think he had a, a necessarily good draft. He didn't keep anybody. Clean slate, he always says, which is fine. Um, but I, his roster just feels a little 2016 to me. He's got lots of big names, but not necessarily, you know, 2021 guys. I, I think, you know, he's 
the Evans, the Thielens, the Carsons of the world. I think they're big names. They're flashy. I don't know necessarily if that's a good strategy in 2021. We're going to see. Uh, he kind of reached for Aaron Rodgers, I thought. What, and then he started the string of quarterbacks, so maybe it was a good reach. Um, I thought he reached for Jamar Chase after all of the drop reports. Uh, we'll see if that pans out. I mean, it's a high upside pick, right? Might pan out. But I just think the roster might not be built for 2021. And I'll leave it at that. C plus, semi Z tech. Nate Meter, um, A plus. I thought it was the best draft out of anybody. Uh, obviously helped that he got to keep Antonio Gibson in the 11th. But the whole draft I thought was unreal for Nate. It just, he was just feeling himself. And kind of peculiar that Nate and Loaf, the two that were zoomed in, uh, had very good drafts. Maybe it helped them being isolated in their own room. Uh, the jury's still out, I guess. So it's too early to tell. But I thought Nate had a very good draft. He got Henry, and then he loaded up on wide receivers, knowing that he had Gibson late. Uh, he's going to let Russ cook. And the only real glaring hole I see in his roster is tight end. Gesicki might be able – I mean – Maybe he's the answer, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say I don't think he is. Um, tight end's gonna be a problem for Nate if I had to predict how it's gonna go for him. Uh, but besides that, the team's phenomenal. I mean, you gotta have a hole somewhere, right? John Estadillo, A, just a solid A. John's just a lunch pill guy. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's just a lunch pail guy. He just shows up, brings his lunch pail, does his homework, um, takes way too long on each pick, but it's warranted. It's it, These are important decisions. So I don't blame him for that. C.D. Lamb in the 13th is a ridiculous keeper. Um, he has three really good running backs. You know, the first three rounds he decided to go running back, which – can be a great strategy, can obviously, as we saw with Sloan K, be a bad strategy when the first two get hurt. But he's got three really good running backs that he's just going to plug and play. And he secured good kickers and defense. And honestly, that's important. If you can have a plug-and-play defense and a plug-and-play kicker, uh, it's you know just one less thing you have to worry about. So he secured those. Uh, Titty City is in good hands. I mean... Titty City is thriving, really. And if I had a guess, I'd say John's going to finish in that third to fifth range. But who knows? Maybe this is the year. But he's always right there. He's always right there in contention. So, lunch pail guy. Titty City is is just in good hands. So, an A for, for Esto. Trevor Lighting, uh, I'm going to give a C plus. I didn't think it was a great draft. I'm going to be honest, I think it was it had shades of last year. Um, aside from a bad keeper scenario, it had shades of last year. He didn't get to keep anybody. Um, he just has an absolute refusal to get depth at any position. He, he just, like, starts drafting weird shit in, like, the fifth round or sixth, seventh round. He just starts, like, going defense and Michael Thomas and all this 
stuff. He always says it's not it's not week one that matters. It's week it's later in the season. He's not playing for week one, um, which I'm fine with that. But he just has no depth. Looking up and down his roster, he's got like his he's got his starters, and then he's got a bunch of slough. He's got a full house. I I don't even know how to describe it in terms of cards. But he's got a lot of slough. Um, he's got Mike, Mike Thomas out for six weeks at least. So he's going to try and hold his head above water until he gets back. And then, hey, maybe maybe he's 3-3 three and three and makes a run. Maybe like last year he does some roster finagling and he makes a run. But I thought he reached for Kittle. And right now I'm declaring Lighting the first member of the bus watch. So Lighting is officially on bus watch. And I hope I'm wrong. I really do. You would hate to see two punishments in three years, but he's on bus watch. Um, next is Sloan. And there's really nothing spectacular to see here. It's a B. Just a B. Um, it's a, It was an average draft. I, I didn't feel like I could get in much of a rhythm. I thought some picks got taken that I really wanted or was looking forward to the quarterback situation obviously didn't get a quarterback until the 11th round and it's Jalen Hurts so that could be really 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 bad but it could also be good uh, a lot of unsexy picks here you know David Montgomery Robbie Anderson Gaskin Corey Davis just not sexy names but uh, you know productive guys so I think it's a B I might be looking for a trade in week two if Hertz doesn't pan out. And the last thing I had here was just a questionable moral pick with Deshaun Watson, kind of a moral compass pick. Um, but I'll make that pick 30 times out of 29. So just from a keeper standpoint. Uh, Jacob, A-. minus. I thought it was a really solid draft. Uh, great pick with Kelsey in the first. I really like that pick. Uh, DK was a great keeper. It's just a solid team up and down. I think I don't think there are glaring holes. I think there's a little bit of a depth issue with the with the RB two slot, but I think he'll be able to figure it out. He's probably going to make five moves this season, and and four of them are going to be defenses. So I thought it was a good draft. I thought it's a, you know think it's a good team. Uh, Jesse B plus. I thought it was a really good draft. A.J. Brown was a great keeper. I don't see a way that this team finishes last, barring injury. I just don't see it. I think he, he had a lot of really safe picks, you know, the Tyree kill-Jonathan Taylor combo at the jump. And then he took a chance on Pitts. You know, we could see it could be great, could be a disaster. Um, Josh Allen, just solid, you know, a lot of solid picks. You know, he's got Tyreek and A.J. Brown as his, as his receivers, which really good I thought it was a good draft I really do so B plus for Jesse but you got to prove it to me Jesse's on bus watch until he proves me otherwise he's on bus watch I'm sorry he has the worst record and it's not close in the history of this league and a lot of it has to do with the 1 and 12 last year but it's not particularly close so you got to prove it to me he's on bus watch until he proves otherwise so lighting Jesse bus watch and last but definitely not least is Will Reimer. Uh, I'm giving it a B-plus draft. I thought it was good. Back-to-back -back running backs at the turn. 
it's reminiscent of a coarse dog at the turn. Uh, just back-to-back running backs. Just get your get your meat. Just get the the bread and the, the 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 butter that butters the bread. I mean, just get your meat at the turn, and that's what he did. He got his meat. So he got Jones and Barkley, uh, reminiscent of a coarse dog at the turn. It just it just does something for you, you know. Uh, and then Diggs was a good keeper. Kyler was a really solid pick where he drafted him. I thought that was a great pick. He stole Lockett. Honestly, I thought Lockett dropped to him, fell right in his lap. Uh, he's got some tight end questions, but, you know, it was a good draft. And Dobbins was a great keeper. So those are your draft grades. Um, any questions can be forwarded to my assistant, Matt Karloff. And let's have a season, boys. Let's have a season. And as always, fuck you guys.